Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Todd speaking to you, and I'm actually doing a recap of our Nicaragua presentation that happened on Sunday after services at the East Campus um, on November 10th, 2019. And a very exciting time of what God is doing, not only in our church, but through our church and partnership with another church, which I'll talk about in just a second. So, but just to give you an idea of what Nicaragua looks like, that's where we were led to uh, partner with another church. Um, I'm going to play just a short video and you can kind of see some of the people and then I'll walk through a little bit more detail. So watch this. Just even seeing those pictures and those videos, 
um, makes me want to go back. So let me give you just an overview. So our district, our Minnesota South District, uh, here in um, the Twin Cities area, uh, invited Steve Kelly and myself to go to Nicaragua to see if God were, was leading us to form new partnerships with um, a, a church down there. And so here's our group, us and two other churches, and then a couple of the people from the district, uh, and also the director, uh, who is second from the left in the uh, khaki-colored shirt, bald guy. <laughs> His name is Jake Gillard. We actually supported him as a missionary many, many years ago, and now he's the head of what's called CALMS, Central American Lutheran Mission Society, and so that's who we work through. So uh, here's, here's where we went. We went all the way down to Nicaragua. For those of you who don't know where that is, the top star, that's where we are up in Hudson. And we traveled all the way down. We actually went through Miami first, but we traveled all the way down and ended up down in Nicaragua. Central America is, part, is made up of seven countries. And uh, I don't remember all of them. Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. Um, I don't remember the other ones. So anyway, but that's where we were, down in Nicaragua. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, and it has 16 active volcanoes. And so if you see this one, uh, that, that looks like a cloud behind it. That's not a cloud. That's actually smoke kind of billowing from the volcano. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it was a beautiful place. We stayed at the International Lutheran Church Seminary uh, in Chenandega, Nicaragua, which is about two hours north of Managua. And this building, the building on the left, the orange-colored building, is uh, the actual seminary. Behind there, there are dormitories and classrooms and really a neat place. Church of Canada built all this. To the right is a ch uh, church that's on the property, and uh, so they worship there on Sundays. Uh, and this is actually where we would be staying when our teams go down to visit uh, the church and work with the church uh, that I'll introduce to you to in a moment. So the people, like I said, are just absolutely, they're beautiful, wonderful people. They're very proud people in terms of how, actually how they dress. You can see the, the little girls right there in nice dresses and even and the parents, the moms, their fingernails are done, toenails are, are done. Um, they are, a, a, what are what's considered a poor people, but not an abject poor people. So an abject poor person is like somebody who has no access to food. If you, you just get the picture in your mind of, children or younger kids with their, their bellies distended, uh, and uh, that's abject poor. These people have access to food. If, if Normally, if they walk to the main road, up to the main road outside of their village, there are little shops and markets, not necessarily grocery stores in the remote areas. So they have access to food. They just can't afford it. The average Nicaraguan makes $370 per year. So that's roughly $30 plus a month, $7 plus dollars a week. So you can imagine how, how tight they are and how strapped they are uh, in terms of uh, what they, they have access to. So like I said, they're, they're beautiful. So if you upper left, you know, they do a lot of their own gardening um, and uh, they have community gardens and in the outlying areas, almost everybody has access to a garden. And another picture of, um, it does kind of get chilly down there. Um, not often, but uh, it does kind of get the, that idea. Uh, we visited a couple of churches, This and like I said, the people are just beautiful. This girl right here had just come from school. She's 14, loves boys, <laughs> and, and uh, loves baseball, uh, so she was just a delight to meet. On the right, the, the gentleman sitting down in the blue shirt, he, his name is Chico, and we, he goes by Chico Oi Oi, 
And the reason the oi oi is because ever since he was a little kid, when he liked something or thought something was beautiful and wonderful, he'd go oi 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 oi. So he would do that all the time and we'd imitate him. And he's just a wonderful man, an amazing translator, as you'll hear in just a moment. Uh, and so this girl was, this is outside a little house church. The pastor is over on the far left. His daughter in the middle obviously turned 16 uh, when we were there. So we got her a cake and she wouldn't have had access to get it to having a cake like that so we were really joyful to be able to do it and she just loved it so and you can see she's all decked out you know again very proud uh, and beautiful people uh here's another one of our group and you can see some of the little girls in front and also some of the gentlemen uh the, the pastors behind them uh, and we went house visiting in one community uh, came upon this house. This is, yes, this is a house. It's just basically a, sh uh, a lean-to with some drapes covering different doors. And uh, um, this was pretty impactful. This family, there were seven people living in this little shelter. And it was at the on their property. It was kind of at the base of a little hill. And this evening, after we met them, we were having our team meeting uh, protected in, you know, at the seminary there in our meeting room. And it started pouring really, really bad. I mean, just a, a whole bunch. And so we asked the local pastor who was with us, we, Pastor Hector, we said, what do they do? And Pastor Hector said, well, usually they stay up uh, and block, you know, grab the kids, put them on the bed so that they don't get wet because the water just would go right through there. And then someone would stay awake and watching to see if there were any animals trying to say, take shelter. And that could be their own pigs or chickens or it could be a random snake here and there. So now don't freak out. We didn't see any snakes while we were there. Uh, we didn't see scary spiders. We didn't see any of it, any of that. So, um, but uh, it is it is real in their minds. So um, housing is definitely an issue in that area. And here's another shot of some really cool kids. <laughs> they were funny too. Um, yeah, and this one, oh, she was so adorable. I wanted to take her home, but I knew that I couldn't <laughs> anyway. You get the idea. So daily living is, as you've seen in the videos, it's pretty rough. Uh, they make do with what they have. Most houses are shanty kind of houses. Uh, several are, like if you see on the left, these girls, these kids, uh, boys and girls at, the, at the, uh, the door there, that's a brick home, a block home with a roof. And oftentimes that is help, that's built not by the locals in partnership with the locals, but, but a family member would go away in the United States or a different part of the country, make money and send it back home, and then you'd, you would see that um, in terms of the, the buildings. Here's a, a, a typical street in some of the outlying areas, and yes, they have electricity, but it's it's pretty spotty. Uh, and this is uh, one of the poorer areas. This is actually right around the corner from the church that we're going to be partnering with. And if you could see, kind of by the, the boy there, there's a rake. Uh, like I said, one they don't have lawns there. Uh, grass, uh, they don't they don't let grass grow there. And so every morning they are essentially sweeping the dirt the dirt floors. But it looks immaculate. It, it looks very very well kept. Uh, so and if you can take a look uh, on the right side of the stream, you know they have they put plants in in buckets just to to liven up the place. So very very neat. This is a typical street in the outlying areas. And somebody in the live presentation asked about that chicken in the bottom right-hand side. And yes, that chicken will probably be somebody's dinner in a couple of days. So 
to schools. Yeah, schools are very, are governmental schools, very, they're well, they're kept up by the locals. And you can see at the bottom, this classroom was very nice, very well kept. Uh, they had many, many good supplies. The books that I saw were in pretty good shape. So that's kind of what the schools look like. This particular school, that's their playground on the right, and that's their cafeteria outside because it, it, all it does is rain there. There's no snow. They've never seen snow there, or maybe they have, but they just haven't, uh, it, not recently. So, But they just they make do with what they have. This is a preschool that's very, very sort of run down, but it's right around the corner from one of the churches. Uh, and this is the yard that the kids play in as a preschool. And if you notice, that's the road with no fence, no blockage at all. And so what would happen sometimes is the kids would be out running around and sometimes somebody would drive up and snatch a kid uh, and steal a kid. And um, and you can kind of let your mind go to what would happen. But uh, yeah, so there is a need for security down in that area, specifically with that school. Uh, worship down there uh, was, was very lovely. It's a traditional worship and and what was beautiful is as Chico would translate for us, it occurred to me, this is just uh, this is just like our worship. I mean, it's it's the same God, which is wonderful. So um, here's the pastor uh, here, and you can hear a little bit of him speaking and then Chico translating. Cuántas veces, cuántas veces en el hogar decimos mentiras. So you get the, the idea there. Uh, and this is this is the church. Our group is up at the forefront here. But if you look at this, you'll notice there are no. Well, there's one man. Everybody else is young kids and the the moms and the and the little girls and boys. Uh, the reason for that is multi-layered. Um, it's a kind of the machismo culture where you know church is for young young kids and fam and and you know women and children. So there aren't very many boys represented in any of the churches, and that's one of the uh, the heartaches. And that's one thing that all these churches are trying to turn around. So you can kind of see it was hot in there. It was probably 98 degrees, so we were just <laughs> boiling. Um, and here, here's another thing. If, as uh, as you could see, they didn't have, you know, none of the men are serving. It's all um, the the teenage or tween girls that are that are serving the pastor. So um, here's another one of the churches, and I happened to catch one of the kids reading from the Bible, and so I, her friend is behind her on that chair, and I snuck up on her, and she's reading Colossians. Yeah, so that's, anyway, you get the idea. Super cute, super cool. So let, here's, let's talk about the partnership uh, conversations. Again, the purpose was for us, for Trinity, Steve Kelly and I representing Trinity and two other churches going down to see if we wanted to form a partnership with one, one of five churches, which meant two churches would not have a partnership, and they understood that um, there would be more trips going but so five churches, and uh, this is one of the churches, and we just met with the, the townspeople in the church, you know, the, or the church people, uh, and uh, wonderful conversations. Again, very, very warm. So you can see a fan in the upper left-hand side. Uh, and 
it, it was very entertaining. This was very typical as we were talking and a chicken or a dog or something would just kind of stroll in and, and we'd, we'd kind of look and go, okay, that's just sort of normal. So uh, after, after all the visits, Steve Kelly and I, and, and actually our whole group just really prayed through, do we sense a connection with one of the churches? And uh, long story short, this was the one that we really felt God leading us toward to partner with and be a sister church with is Nuevo Jerusalem, uh, which is New Jerusalem, uh, Via Kintz, Nicaragua. Now, Via Kintz isn't necessarily the name of the city. We're still getting clarification of that. Uh, Quince or Kintz is 15 in, in Spanish. And so it might be that that could be the, the, uh, um, the address. But we're going with Via Kintz at this point. New Jerusalem is the the um, the, the name of the church. It's our sister church. It's the blue church, we called it. And uh, here's the side of the church, just to get you an idea of its context. It's, you know, dirt and the water isn't sewage there necessarily. Normally it's just extra water running and uh, water from bathing and uh, doing dishes or laundry or things like that. So, but yeah, just a wonderful church. This is the inside of the church. Uh, pastor Silvio is the pastor and here's right outside the church is a big courtyard. And to the left of, of what you see on the screen are classrooms. So the classrooms uh, have, um, that's where kids do some of their education, Christian education. Uh, so it's Pastor Silvio and then Deaconess Paula. Now we didn't get to meet Paula because she was sick that day. Uh, so we're anxious to meet her, but we had a great conversation. And uh, there's Pastor Silvio on the upper left and um, a couple of the people uh, from the church. Now this, this church, one of the reasons we really kind of connected with this or sparked our interest was because there were young men represented in the church. In fact, they have an intentional youth ministry, but one of the potential ministries that they're working on is a medical ministry. These little towns don't have hospitals. They have, they may have a clinic or two, but we, we weren't, they, they said there's more medical need in their immediate community. So um, the gal on the left with the Amber Cumbria and Fitch shirt, she is a nurse who doesn't have a job. And the gentleman on the right in the middle actually got his nursing degree, but has not been able to find a job. So potential medical ministry there. Um, also uh, football, which is soccer over there, and a sports ministry. So the gentleman talking in the orange shirt uh, the young man there, he and, and the guy next to him and several others started a sports league with a, a soccer league with several of the other um, uh, youth or young men in the area. And they would play soccer, but then they would stop and they would talk about God and share God's word with, with the guys who, who had gathered to play. So they were very intentional about using, a, using something that everybody loves as a tool through which they're able to share the gospel. So potential sports ministry happening there. We visited and prayed for the community. Uh, uh, for many people were, were sick, and so we, we prayed uh, for a lot of people. And on the left-hand side, one of the pastors, Pastor Paul, is playing for a lady, and then you can see Chico translating. And I just want you to listen to how brilliant Chico is. He's translating as Paul is praying. So he, it's not a phrase, and then Chico does another phrase. Uh, Paul prayed and Chico is translating over his prayer. So listen, listen to this. It's quite amazing. We won't listen to the whole thing, um, but uh, so. You are the one who heals your people. 
Not crazy. He, he, it was just it was just amazing. But just just even to pray for him was great. Um, this was another family we visited. Very very typical father uh, father mother and and a couple of kids. The son wasn't there. But if you notice, you know a shanty, and then up in the upper top, the, the disc that says Claro, that's a satellite dish, and it's government owned. Everything they they're so oppressed there. The government owns everything, um, but they do have many many places like this. You would look inside, and there's a big screen TV, and they're watching TV. Um, because, like I said, most of the areas do have, or many of the areas do have electricity. Many of the people have cell phones as well. Um, whoops. Many have cell phones. So it, it, at least one person in each household has a cell phone, um, which it, it, I'm not sure if it's a calling cell phone or if it's just using the app WhatsApp for texting. But um, it, it was a surprise to us. So... But anyway, we're really excited to partner. Um, we had a question and answer time. And uh, if you have a question or, uh, that you want an answer to, just go ahead and email myself at tstalker at trinityhudson.org. And uh, I'll try and answer any questions that you have. Um, and the other thing, too, is I'd love to have you consider going on a, a trip. I know that you might be hesitant. Uh, and I'll have a lot of questions. But I can we can try and filter those through. Uh, the idea right now is potentially having a trip happen in August of 2020. Until then, we'll be in connection with Pastor Silvio and the church through some video things, video hellos, uh, especially during Christmas and Easter. So, uh, and if you you're completely convinced, no, I'm not going. I know that because of health issues or whatever, I I wouldn't be going on this trip. I still would love to have you pray for the teams that are going to go, and also consider financially supporting them as well. Um, so if you do fall into that last category, just one last thing. Remember this picture where the lady was working in the fields and where I talked about the, the people being cold? These two pictures are actually from St. Paul, Minnesota. So the poor are not a world away. They are right in our own backyard. So what is God asking you to do? Is he asking you to connect with some of the things that Trinity is doing in Hudson? Or partnering with Link Twin Cities. They work directly with people who are uh, underserved directly in our own backyard. So I'd ask you to consider that. And as we continue to be servants, uh, as Acts 1 says, that we're going to be his witnesses in Hudson, Twin Cities in America, and now throughout the ends of the world. So thanks for listening. And again, if you have any questions, just send me an email, tstalker at trinityhudson.org.